0: Hey there guys, welcome back to the podcast. You guys know how excited I get when we have a guest on. So you don't just have to listen to me rambling about glitter. You get to listen to my guest ramble about glitter.
1: So welcome to the podcast alone. How are you today? Awesome. Thank you. I'm fantastic. And I love talking about glitter. So this is perfect. <laughs> I had a guest the other day
0: and she's like, I actually use glitter, like the phrase the same way you do. And I was like, holy mm-hmm. shit.
1: Mm -hmm. i feel like i use the term like glow or glowing a lot but it feels kind of synergistic with glitter it is it's whatever it's just like your inner badass awesomeness
0: welcome to the glitter i'm your host samantha parker this show is dedicated to unpacking and unboxing your glitter in the world it's dedicated to your besties, girl gang, and your most glittery self. We honor the glitter inside of you and all the glitter you are about to discover. It's there and it's just waiting to be seen. This is your extra special place to discover the magic this world has to offer. I might be your host and guide, but girl, you are the main character in this show. Now let's spill the glitter. Yes. Okay, so tell everyone like who you are and you know. You know the spill.
1: The whole thing. Okay. So yes, my name is Sloane Elizabeth. I am a food freedom coach and holistic wellness expert. I teach women how to eat with love and intuition. So finding food freedom and eating intuitively, meaning no more binge eating, dieting, restricting, obsessing, etc., cetera, um, so that people can live a more free and happy life. I believe that food a lot of time is just like a manifestation of deeper subconscious wounds and limiting beliefs that then get expressed as food and food behaviors. So once we can help you have food freedom, then it leads to freedom in a lot of other areas of life too.
0: Okay. So do you find that people like, when you're like, this is what I do, do you find that they're kind of triggered by it? (laughs)
1: <laughs> um, no, I think a lot of times people are like, oh, that's really amazing. That's really needed. That's really cool. I've never actually heard anyone say that they're triggered by hearing like the title or the description, but I'm curious <laughs> to know more about how you're feeling.
0: No, like I think it's super awesome and I'm pretty like open and have come a long ways. That was just like the thought that popped into my head. So I was like, I'm following my intuition here and I'm going to say it, you know, yeah. Because I think sometimes we can get so triggered and instantly go into shame and guilt when people start talking about food. Even if it's like, do you want to fix your relationship with food? People are like, you know, I'm assuming you meet a lot of people who are in that situation.
1: Totally. And maybe people do feel the shame or the guilt and they just don't. Tell me, but I, my coaching style is definitely very loving and inclusive and all about like nervous system regulation. So if you're feeling the shame, let's like calm you down. But it's also about some tough love and saying, okay, if you're feeling the shame, if you're feeling the guilt, I hear you. I've been there. I'm with you. And let's fucking do something about it. You know, the holidays are coming up, right? You're thinking, I'll do another diet until January. And then that's when I'll heal my relationship with food. Like, no, <laughs> right? Like I, I want you to have the best holiday experience. I want you to have the best spring break, summer break, whatever it is. Like you're eating food every day, three times a day. So to me, it feels very important. So I feel like sometimes people will comment or DM me saying, oh, that reel was really triggering. You should you know, be more gentle, be more careful. And that's just not – my style to be honest. Well, no, that's the thing though, is I'm like, oh, that stopped and that made me think. So,
0: you know, almost replacing the word trigger with like, oh, like that really got my attention, you know?
1: Yeah, totally. And that's the point. And I really believe that when we can feel our triggers and accept them and let them teach us where we need to go deeper, that is where self-development really happens. So sometimes people are not ready to be triggered and that is totally okay my job isn't really to decide whether or not you're ready to be triggered or not. But if you're not, don't follow me. It's fine. But just know that mm-hmm. if you follow me, like I'm probably going to trigger you, but let's let that lead into, Oh shit, I need to get support. I need to do something about this. I need to change my life because this just cannot keep going on this way.
0: Well, I've had people tell me that like they've been triggered by me showing like happy, like being happy or like a happy time. And they're like, I had to unfollow you for a while. And then I was like, I got to get my shit together, you know?
1: Mm, Yeah. And that's so like you should be as happy as you can be. And that's not... Your responsibility to manage their emotions, but that's beautiful when they can say, "Hey, I recognize why I had to take a step back, and for whatever reason, I had to unfollow you." But now it actually inspired me, so that's pretty cool. Okay, so how can we like recognize our food triggers?
0: Look at me go, <laughs> transitioning there. <laughs> so how can we really like recognize our food triggers, and when we do feel, I guess, triggered, shamed? I really want to talk about that because constantly. Being bombarded with, like, you know, eat the Oreos. Oreos are so awesome. And then you're fucking fat. Don't eat the Oreos. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's wild out there. Yeah. You're just walking around being bombarded with information of buy this, but then don't buy this because you're too fat, you know?
1: Yeah. I know. It's really frustrating. It's really confusing. And that's why I know this is cliche, but I really believe there's not a one size fits all. And that's why I focus a lot on intuition in terms of the spirituality of it and connection with your higher self and your glittering, glowing self and the divine, because that's where your personal blueprint comes in. Like, do I even like Oreos? Do I want to eat Oreos? Do I want three? Do I want one? Do I want zero? Do I want them after lunch, before lunch, after dinner, before dinner? All of the above could be correct but your intuition is the only real wisdom that can guide you there so i am not here to say yes eat them don't or no, don't eat them, but instead I like to empower my clients and my audience to know what their intuition is asking of them. So in terms of identifying food triggers, I think this can also be challenging if your entire friend group is dieting, or if your entire family talks about keto and intermittent fasting during the holidays, then you might think that nothing's really wrong. And I hear that a lot too, women will say, I honestly didn't think there was another option. I didn't know what intuitive eating was. I didn't know that you could use manifestation and spirituality to heal your relationship with food. And so sometimes it takes someone like me or scrolling on TikTok to trigger you and realize, oh shit, I've been doing things in a way that are, that's so unhealthy, but maybe you are aware. And I would say the obsessive thoughts is a really big tells sign. If you're thinking about food all day, when you're not hungry, when it's not mealtime, when you second guess yourself, when you feel any sort of stress or anxiety around food, honestly, that can be a sign that there's something there to work on. And
0: I think that just goes along with this self-love journey too, as being like, what does feel good inside my body? My daughter and I were just talking about this. She's 17. And I guess she told her dad that like, she doesn't eat a lot of meat because it doesn't feel good in her body when she eats it. So she just eats it when she's craving it. And he was like, no, you have to eat meat with every meal. And she was like, okay, that's nice. You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I was telling her, she's like, well, how do you decide like what you're going to eat when you're going to eat it? And I was like, well, yesterday I really wanted a burger. Like I was like thinking about it 24 seven. So I went and got the burger. Like I ate the shit out of that burger, you know? And that's what it's about. And I told her though, like, sometimes I will stop myself and I'll be like, okay, like, how is this going to feel in my body later? Not how is this going to taste in my mouth? Because I know there's some things that just, you know, our bodies are really different And there are some things that are going to make me like shit myself. (laughs) Do I want that latte? You know?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is honestly, Samantha, that's such a good example of how I like to think about eating intuitively because your intuition is not just what you're craving. A lot of people will say, oh, just eat what you want and stop when you're full. It's as simple as that. And it's not because maybe you're craving the latte But you know that I got it. It's right here. Okay, so today it felt aligned on multiple levels. Like you wanted it and maybe there are some consequences, but you decided that that's going to be okay. And maybe on a day where you're really busy, you can't deal with the consequences, or you're going to be out and about, can't deal with the consequences. It's not a restriction, but instead of saying no to the latte, you're saying yes to feeling a little bit better in your body or yes to your digestive health or whatever it is. So this is why I think... And I know that intuition is so nuanced and you get to bring in how your body feels, how your taste buds feel, how your brain feels, how your soul feels. And so there you can totally use your intellectual mind with your body cues, with your divine intuition to make choices. And that's what I encourage everyone to do, which is what you were describing to your daughter, which is really cool.
0: Yeah. And that's also how I held my relationship with alcohol. And I will, I will sit there and I'll be like, if you drink this, like, how are you going to feel tomorrow? So I really like the feeling of it before I like partake of it.
1: Hmm, yeah, totally. And that makes sense. Also, I've worked with a lot of clients who are, you know, recovering from addiction of alcohol or drugs, other things. And ultimately we use food sometimes to numb. Same reason why someone might use alcohol or drugs to numb. And that's why I believe that in the end, it, it's really not even about the food. It's not really about the alcohol or the drugs. It's about what's ever going on deep down and we just use different things to numb and distract ourselves. Or it might even be like social media or TV and we're just not feeling our emotions. And especially since I work with women and we're so emotional and like divine feminine energy is all about feeling the emotions. So many people are just stuck. There's a wall. They don't wanna feel the emotions. It feels bad, shameful, scary. And a couple of weeks ago I gave, I think, or three different clients the same homework which was to have a temper tantrum because we see how toddlers i mean i have i'm not a mom yet but we see toddlers making like huge temper tantrums right like really big emotions it lasts for a few minutes and then they're moving on and that's how emotions are meant to be as well so i really believe that if we felt safer to express our emotions, then there would be less emotional eating, stress eating, binge eating, binge drinking, et cetera. Oh, that is beautifully said, beautifully stated. Okay. Do you have a favorite food?
0: Let's just talk about food. Cause it's really fun. Like why would we have yeah. so much food if we were supposed to be like, you know, it's almost
1: like sex. They're like, don't have sex, but sex is great. And you're like, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. Yes. Honestly, that's part of the divine feeling of food for me. Food is so divine. Like I was just at the grocery store. There's so many different colors, flavors, smells. It's literally magical. Okay. So my favorite food would probably be an acai bowl. I love smoothie bowls of all sorts and I live in Miami. I'm from LA, always warm for the most part. So I'd say acai bowls are one of my favorites. Um, Breakfast in general, like if I had to choose one meal, it would be breakfast.
0: Okay. But like just the bowl or like, do you just like enjoy the breakfast?
1: Like both. Well, cause I would have acai at any time of day, but we all have to have all the toppings like the granola, the peanut butter drizzle, the fruit on top. like Just the whole experience. The whole experience. And it's so artful. And I actually studied abroad in Sydney, Australia, and I've been to Bali a couple of times. And the Australian and Balinese, but I think they kind of borrow it from Australia, like the way that they present their food is so beautiful. It literally feels and looks like art. And to me... That is an important part of your relationship with food. It makes it more enjoyable to eat it. You appreciate it. You're eating it more mindfully because you're seeing the art. So cool.
0: Okay. So I went to Bali, and that's funny. You said the Australia thing because if I was, you know, because I speak English like that fluently, that's my right. only <laughs> language, unfortunately. <laughs> and they would assume I was Australian. And I was like, that's wild, you know, because usually it's an American when you travel. They're like, oh, you're American. I thought that was super interesting. That's so funny.
1: What's your favorite
0: food? Oh my gosh. I just ate some leftover like potatoes that had veggies on them, and that was really good. You know what's so funny though is I got out the ranch and so food guilt, right? And I yeah. was like looking at it and I was like, don't put the ranch on it. And then I was like, I fucking love ranch. So put yes. some ranch on it,
1: you know? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And the fact that like this is the same thing with having a sweet tooth. I have a sweet tooth. I eat dessert pretty much every day, sometimes twice a day. And the fact that something so simple, ice cream, a brownie, something so simple as food can give me just like 5% more pleasure and joy in my day. That's a gift, All right? The fact that ranch, like something so simple can just make you a little bit happier today. Why not? Why didn't you? You know, I'm actually like the healthiest I've ever
0: been in my life and like very active and all the things. And it's funny because when I used to go places, I was like, one of the limitations that I would put on myself is when we went to eat anywhere or anything like that, I would just drink water. Cause you've heard the dieting thing, like don't fill up your calories. You know, unless it was alcohol in my head, I had an issue for a while. I was like, alcohol is calorie free, right? Okay. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) Not at all. But I wouldn't ever have a lemonade or a fun drink because I was like, no, that's calories, calories. It's going to make you fat. And lately, I've been like, "Why can't I have a small lemonade? What in the world?" And I'm like, "It's really good." I got my hair done yesterday, and she's like, "What do you want to drink?" And I was like, "Could I have a small sprite, please?"
1: <laughs> I love that That's what I wanted, you know. Right, and I also do believe in gentle nutrition. Like, do you, would I recommend you drink soda every day? Probably not. No, absolutely like, I, not. I do, yeah. right, like I don't believe that your body would actually give you the cues that say, "Yes, please, to keep doing this." But when it's the vibe and like you're getting your hair done, it's luxurious, it's fun, and like adding a little drink makes it more fun, go for it. That's fucking living your life, and that's intuitive, and it's intentional also. It's not just like, oh, autopilot, yeah, give me the soda. It's, mm, yes, now that I'm tapped in, that is what I want. It's an affirmative yes, and so you can feel more confident in that decision. So how do you... Or
0: I should say like when you work with people who have like weird little food guilts that they've picked up, right. Because yeah. it's just a learned behavior from somewhere. I mean, I grew up in the nineties, like the fat-free cool whip, like, like you can eat as much as you want. And now it's like, what in the, fuck are we <laughs> everything yeah. was fat-free. Everyone started yeah. eating fat. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's how I grew up was with the fat-free foods. So my mom was yeah. like, it's fat-free, you know? So I picked up all these weird little things, but like, how do you work with people to like subconsciously change that?
1: Yeah, it is in the subconscious. You're right. So I like to blend science with spirituality and everything that I do. So subconsciously first, we have to understand wh- like, how does guilt work in the brain? We use neuroscience because a lot of times people feel shame for feeling guilty. And then the shame- It's like a cycle. It's the weirdest, it's a shit cycle. It is. It is a shit cycle. I love that. I'm going to start using that and if you're feeling shame for feeling guilt the shame is like the first layer and we can't even start to deal with the guilt until the shame has been released so showing people how the brain works why this fear shit cycle spiral has been created a lot of times helps people realize okay i'm not weird You know, I'm not alone in this. It's okay. And then we also want to understand okay, so if it's not about the food, what is it about? Is it that your mom made you feel like, well, if you do eat something that is full of fat, then you're going to get fat and therefore you're not going to be able to find someone to marry? Like I hear that a lot. Like my mom literally said that I would not find a husband if I gained weight. So then it's about being lovable, it's not about, The fat free or the full fat cool whip is about being lovable. So that's the first layer. Let's understand, you know, what are the deeper beliefs that are then manifesting in how you make food choices? And then the second level is actually dealing with the conscious thoughts and feelings. So this is about food, right? We're still talking about food. So science, we use the facts. So I'll explain, you know, why having fats in your food does not make you fat, like the actual science of it. And that sometimes helps people especially people who are very like intellectual analytical and need that piece to satisfy their brains but a lot of times we can logically know something and it doesn't really hit our heart and it doesn't really change what we do that's where the spirituality comes in again integrating just like the energy of trust and self-love and you know saying i am safe to eat what I want. And I trust that my body knows how to break down these macros and these micronutrients. So that's the conscious part, like dealing with the guilt based thoughts. And then we take aligned action. So when your subconscious mind is now happier, filled with self love and peace and abundance, and then your conscious thoughts are filled with peace and happiness and abundance you're then obviously going to take a line to action that reflects that like you're gonna take the action that is peaceful healthy abundant aligned etc I find a lot of people just like try to fight action with action and it never works because action comes from the bottom up the subconscious beliefs then the conscious thoughts and then you take the action
0: oh very well explained I like that you brought up the word peace too. Because I recently went and like watched this demonstration, with a horse trainer, and he was training the horse with peace and love. Basically, it was really cool. Cool. But they were sitting there watching for the horse to start. They called it like lick and chew where they like stick their tongue out, you know, and rub it around their teeth. Yeah. Because he knew that the horse was then calm. Because when you're calm, it activates your salivatory glands because, like, your digestive system gets activated. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I literally was like, I mean, that wasn't the point of any of that.
1: Man. <laughs> like, we really need to be calm when we eat. Okay. Yes. That's so interesting. I did not know that, like about the horses and that that is a literal response in their bodies. But I don't know about you. Like I've had a few times in my life where I've been crying while eating dinner for whatever reason. And I feel so sick afterwards. I have such bad stomach. Right? It's like sits there. Yeah, because literally like when you are stressed, your fight or flight response is activated. Like our world has evolved so much faster than our bodies have. So we still have this fight or flight response that is meant for literally like fighting or running like caveman days. If there was something bad happening, it was probably life threatening. If you're eating dinner and you check your email and you get a bad email from your boss, your brain thinks it's a lion coming to eat you. So it activates fight or flight. You've Your heart starts beating fast. You start breathing faster. You get sweaty, right? You can't focus. And it's because the blood pumps away from your organs into your extremities so that you can literally punch and fight with your arms or run and flee with your legs like it pumps blood into those places in your body and therefore it pumps blood away from your digestive system it's basically saying Fuck the food like who cares about digesting you might not have another 20 minutes to digest your food you might die from the lion so <laughs> the blood leaving your digestive system is a big reason why it just feels like it sits there and then you have indigestion when you're eating when you're stressed
0: Okay. This is a really awesome conversation. And I am like, let's just keep going. But I know you are really awesome on Instagram. I've been watching you. I think you're on
1: TikTok too, right? Yes. I am on TikTok a little bit. <laughs> okay. What is your Instagram handle? So Instagram is Sloan Elizabeth. So the E's are back to back. And then TikTok is Sloan.elizabeth. Oh, did someone steal your name on TikTok? Yeah. I don't think they're even active. I haven't checked in a while, but whatever. Oh, that's
0: the worst. I'm like, I want this TikTok handle and no one's used it for like seven years. And I'm like,
1: oh. (laughs) So actually for my Instagram handle, because when I first created my Instagram, it was not called Sloan Elizabeth. It was called kale and cravings. And it was mostly just recipes. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to rebrand. And this young girl, like she was probably 13, had the handle Sloan Elizabeth and I DMed her and she answered. And so I paid her like a hundred bucks for Yes. (laughs) Yeah, it was epic. That's so fun. Okay, so
0: I know you do offer like coaching programs.
1: Like what do you do? Yeah, totally. Okay. So if you want to learn more about coaching programs and stuff, I would say there is a free masterclass that is always available where you can just learn a little bit more about like the method and what I do. I also do complimentary consultations, So that's the best way to actually chat, see if it would even be a good fit for us to work together. And then we'll decide if it makes sense to do a one-on-one program or Food Freedom Collective, which is like my signature group program. And then I also have some smaller courses around body image and and mindful eating. So that's kind of the product suite situation.
0: I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing your
1: knowledge with me today. Like
0: you are a really great podcast guest. I was like, I could tell that you really know your shit and that you're really passionate about what you do. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun.